Welcome to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Now get ready for another episode of Strange Things with Joshua P. Warren. Welcome to our podcast. Please be aware the thoughts and opinions expressed by the host are their thoughts and opinions only and do not reflect those of iHeartMedia, iHeartRadio, Coast to Coast AM, employees of Premier Networks, or their sponsors and associates. We would like to encourage you to do your own research and discover the subject matter for yourself. Joshua P. Warren, and each week on this show, I'll be bringing you brand new, mind-blowing content, news, exercises, and weird experiments you can do at home, and a lot more on this edition of the show, some fun, spooky Halloween tales. Now, I know this is a podcast, and people can listen to it any time of year, but as I'm recording this, it's near perhaps my favorite holiday, Halloween. I'm in the mood. I'm in the spirit. So let's get started, shall we? Several centuries ago, amongst the green countryside and superstitious towns and villages in Ireland, there lived a drunkard known as Stingy Jack. Jack was known throughout the land as a deceiver, a manipulator, and a dredge on his community. On a fateful Halloween night, typical of Jack, he was drunk and wandering through the countryside in the moonlight when he stumbled upon a shadowy body lying in his path. And to his surprise, the body, with an eerie grimace on his pale face, rose suddenly, and the figure said to Stingy Jack, "'I am the devil.'" And I have finally come for you. You knew this day would come. What do you want with me? exclaimed Jack. I'm here to take your soul down to hell, said the horrible grinning figure. Well, Jack seemed to accept his fate, but he said to the devil, Then please, please at least give me one last drink of ale before I go. Well, the devil always up for a good time, said, Well, yes, fine then. Let's go to the pub for your last ale. Well, the two had a good old time, drinking up a storm for hours. Finally, the tab came due, but Jack did not have a penny to his name. So he said to the devil, Well, you're a great and powerful magician. Let's see if you can turn yourself into a silver coin we can give this barkeep. Well, the devil was happy to show off and oblige, and he transformed himself into a silver coin. Jack quickly stuffed the coin into his pocket where Jack always kept a crucifix, and this trapped old Satan. You see, his power was gone next to a crucifix. 
and the devil begged Jack to let him go free, but Jack said, I know my inevitable fate, but I'll only release you if you grant me ten more years, just ten more years on this earth. The devil had no choice but to agree. Well, you'd think old stingy Jack would have changed his ways, but he did not. Some say he got even worse. But time flies by. And Halloween night, ten years later, old Jack was wandering the moonlit countryside when once again his old friend, the devil, appeared next to a dark tree. It's been ten years, growled the devil. Now it's time to go, Jack. And Jack bowed his head and said, All right, all right, I know it's time. But at least give me one last morsel of food from this good green earth before I have to go. And the devil was actually kind of fond of Jack, and he said, Oh, fine. I'll give you one last morsel of food since you won't be getting it anymore forever. They were next to an apple tree, and Jack said, I can't reach them apples up there, but you're a great and powerful spirit. Can you please run up that tree and take me down an apple to feed this hungry belly? And once again, the devil agreed to this request. But as the devil climbed up the gnarled branches of the tree, clever old stingy Jack reached in his pockets and quickly surrounded the base of the tree with a ring of crucifixes. Satan was mad as hell that he had been entrapped again and demanded his release. And as before, Jack made a demand that his soul never be taken by Satan into Hades. Satan had no choice but to agree, and so the devil was set free. Well, the years passed by. Time always wins. Eventually, the hard drinking took its toll on Jack, and he died in pain. Jack found himself at the gate of St. Peter in heaven, but he was stopped. St. Peter said, Jack, because of your drinking and sinful life of deceit, you shall never be allowed in heaven. So Jack was immediately spirited down to hell. But there he saw his old drinking buddy, the devil, once again, and Satan said, I have to fulfill my promise, Jack. You shall never be admitted here. And so Jack was not admitted to heaven or hell. And the devil, with his eerie, vindictive grin, tossed a fiery ember into an old, hollowed-out turnip and gave it to Jack. And the devil said, You shall miserably wander the earth forever, never at rest, always weary with this lantern as a warning to all those fools who think they can somehow outsmart God and the devil. And to this day, on some dark, clear nights, especially around Halloween, 
you'll catch a glimpse of old Stingy Jack with his lantern drifting about the hills and glens. All he wants now is a rest that shall never come. He is doomed to this fate for all time. Those who see this apparition shudder and rush their children inside. He's old Stingy Jack with his lantern, or as we call him, Jack of the Lantern, or Jack-O-Lantern. And that, my friends, is the story of the Jack-O-Lantern. Now you know, now you know why, every year, we see those grinning gap-toothed pumpkins, and, you know, we might use pumpkins now, but they say it started with turnips. It doesn't really matter. I love these origin stories because Halloween is just so weird, isn't it? And, of course, all the scholars say that it really began based upon the pagan traditions of Europeans who lived in the area around, you know, Ireland, uh, the, the ancient Celtic people. And uh, every year, right around the end of October, they would celebrate the harvest and the transition of life into death as the winter was coming. And so they would have this big festival, but also they believed, apparently, that during this transitory period, that because we were in sort of a, a window from life shifting into death, that during this period of time, the souls of the dead could come back and interact with the living. And not all of them were necessarily good. And people got afraid. And so one of the traditions was, well, if you don't want the bad ones to mess with you, then just put on a mask and you dress up like you're a spooky one and they'll leave you alone. They won't know the difference. They'll think you're one of them. So when the Christians came through and were trying to convert all the pagans to Christianity, uh, one of the theories is that they didn't want to just say, hey, you have to stop doing what you do or you're going to go to hell. Instead, they tried to take some of the pagan beliefs and work with them and adopt them a little bit and shift them into Christian beliefs. And you see that all throughout many of the big holidays. Christmas is a big one. But anyway, so the Catholics, they have this holiday on November 1st called All Saints Day when they are honoring the memory of all the saints who have died. And so they call that the Hallowed Day, okay? And therefore, the evening before that, which is October 31st, is known as the Hallowed Evening or the Hallowed Eve or the Halloween. That's where the word Halloween comes from. But they really believe that it was primarily based upon Samhain, which was this Gaelic harvest festival celebration that included fun and mischief and also dealing with the spirits of the dead as you prepare for the winter. Interesting, huh? As we as we go along on this show, I'm going to share with you more tales, some poems, some information about Halloween. Uh, I was born October 25th, so as a kid, I always associated Halloween with my birthday and it was, so I have just a lot of love 
for that time of the year. Before we take this break, I want to remind you now, I can't talk about everything on this podcast. There's just not enough time. So if you really want to get the scoop on things, experiments and free stuff I give away and various projects that I only announce through my free e-newsletter, go to joshuapwarren.com. There's no period after the P. You'll see the box where you put your uh, email address in there, hit the submit button, takes you two seconds. When you do that, you'll instantly get an email from me that will give you a link to some cool free stuff that will put your life on a magical journey, joshuapwarren.com. That's my name. You're listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And I will be right back. Hey folks, producer Tom here reminding you to make sure and check out our official Coast to Coast AM YouTube channel. For many of us, YouTube is our go-to place for audio-visual media, and we here at Coast to Coast are happy to share free hour-long excerpts of Coast to Coast AM with you, our loyal fans and new listeners. Our YouTube channel offers many different Coast to Coast AM hour-long pieces of audio on numerous topics, including ufology, extraterrestrials, conspiracies, strange creatures, prophecies, and much, much more. There's even a section that includes our most popular uploads, such as many of the David Pilates shows on people disappearing in national parks. To visit or subscribe, just go to YouTube and type in Coast to Coast AM Official, or you can simply go to the coasttocoastam.com website and click on the YouTube icon at the top. It's the official Coast to Coast AM YouTube channel. You're going to love this. Just get on over to coasttocoastam.com and start your free listening now. Hey folks, it's easier than ever to become a Coast to Coast AM insider and have access to past shows, the Art Bell Vault with classic audio and interviews, and so much more. And you can listen to the show live or on demand with your computer or cell phone, and the audio streams are high quality and crystal clear. It's easy to become an insider. Just head on over to coasttocoastam.com, the website, and you'll find all the info right there. That's coasttocoastam.com, coasttocoastam.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings. That frustrating thing your mom does. Or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get it all off your chest. Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger. Talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. That's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. And BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Let it out with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash strange things today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash strange things. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut, and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I'm your host, the Wizard of Weird, Joshua P. Warren, and this is uh, kind of a special Halloween edition of the show. And like I say, hey, I know that this is a podcast and you can listen to it whenever you want, but we know that Halloween rolls around at least once a year, so it's as good a time as any to do a Halloween show. Of course, I grew up in the heart of the Blue Ridge Mountains, Asheville, North Carolina, and celebrating Halloween there was a big deal, and I'm sure a lot of my interest in ghosts and the paranormal uh, was inspired by just hearing these types of tales. And, of course, I became really well-known when I published my book, Haunted Asheville, when I was uh, just in my, in my late teens, I guess. And uh, that it just it became a regional bestseller, and it was the first book of Asheville ghost stories ever written. And to this day, the Haunted Asheville ghost tours are the largest uh, paranormal walking tours in the entire state of North Carolina. It's it's amazing. So uh, if you're interested, hauntedashville.com. It's really hard to get a ticket this time of year. But even though that book was so popular, it was nonfiction. And I think that 
the best description I gave of how I really feel about Halloween was in this novel that I published years later, and it's called The Evil in Asheville. Because if you think about the spelling of Asheville, it has the word evil right in the middle, A-S-H-E-V-I-L-L-E. And this is a, this is a pretty thick novel that I wrote. It was my first real novel. And uh, basically, I'll read the back of the book. It says, Asheville has a secret. It stays locked away in a room deep within a demonic castle, looming darkly above the city below. Few know what it is, and those who do, uh, and those who do are afraid to say. They call it simply the horror. It has brought malign wealth and unchallenged power to those who control it. Unchallenged, that is, until he came along. He was a stranger, as steely and mysterious as the castle itself. No one knows his name or the place he calls home, but he will do whatever he must to face the sinister forces lurking within the gothic fortress walls. Through land, air, and water, he will struggle to reach his goal, unraveling the city's bitter enigmas along the way. Shrouded by mystique, sorcery, and the towering Blue Ridge Mountains, he has a fateful rendezvous with unspeakable wickedness. His life at stake, an entire region against him, he'll go to any lengths to find and destroy the evil in Asheville. How can you resist that, folks? Just go ahead, send in the money right now. It's on Amazon. It's got great reviews, The Evil in Asheville. But there is a, a passage that I try to read somewhere, at least once a year, that describes my feelings regarding what it was like to celebrate Asheville uh, or to celebrate Halloween in Asheville every year growing up. Just what a what a traditional and influential experience it was. So I am now going to read to you a short passage from my novel, The Evil in Asheville, when I describe uh, Halloween as I know it. Here we go. October 31st. It was like the earth had died for a night, and on its last exhale, as the life slipped away, the darkness of the other world had oozed into the void left behind. Ever so gently, the sun had submerged into the grave of the horizon, leaving behind a cold, blue world to fend for itself. The leaves and trees were dry and crackly, and the air was so thin that it could not restrain the spirits of the dead, unleashing them into the helpless realm of the living. The color black had never looked blacker, and the lustrous moon above, a mangy cat at the side of the road, and the fire in a jack-o'-lantern's eyes never looked more sinister. The sky above felt bigger and bleaker than before, its infinite mystery overwhelming. And within each shadow, a spectral predator lurked and waited, watching, always watching. 
happen amongst the more substantial underlying malevolence of the night, frivolities danced about its crust. There were rubber bats flapping from bands of elastic, fabric ghosts hanging from trees, grinning gap-toothed pumpkins at every doorstep, and the people, ah, the people, it was like the world had turned inside out for a night, and all of society filled the streets. Both children and adults were decked in costumes of every kind. Witches, goblins, werewolves, Frankenstein monsters, and grotesque, slashed faces strolled every lane. Plastic cauldrons of candy sweets abounded. Houses were mummified with soaring rolls of toilet paper. Dry ice fog rolled off green fountains of punch and floating apples were bobbed for from wide, germ-filled vats. In ghoulish garb, storytellers sat around lapping campfires, relating creepy tales of the past, stories of hooks and hitchhikers, spook-infested houses, heads and bags, cold-blooded murders, and pranks gone terribly wrong. All of them true, of course. And at Helen's Bridge, teens gathered to spot the ghostly mistress, perhaps to find her handprint burned permanently into the finish of their cars. At other places, like the secluded vacant water tower, the open cut, or spivy mountain, some of the more bold searched to find Satanist absorbed in their cursed rites, a human sacrifice splayed before them. Young men, intrepid and dashing in their capes and masks, competed for the favors of young women, dressed seductively in the revealing costumes of morbid temptresses. Smoke, candy, mischief, tales, spirits, ancient evil, and the crisp air. This was Halloween. That should help you understand a little bit more about why that I enjoy the Halloween season so much and uh, why it had surely such an impact on my interest in life. The very first book that I wrote, I started writing when I was 14, published at the age of 15, was called Joshua Warren's Gallery of Mystery and Suspense. And uh, it's it's not being printed physically anymore, but I at some point I intend to release it as an ebook. Um, it's It's always kind of embarrassing to go back and read stuff that you wrote when you were that young. But, you know, people still have a copy. They contact me and they talk about how much they like it. Uh, so here is a poem that I wrote when I was 14 from my very first book, and it's called The Halloween. And by the way, once again, the what you just heard was from my novel, The Evil in Asheville, which is on Amazon. This, this book, you're not going to find this anywhere, probably. Here is my poem, The Halloween. When wind is crisp and air is cold... The time has come of tales I've told, of warlocks' spells and women's screams. The night I speak is Halloween. 
Tis on this night God set aside for Satan to redeem his pride, to use the spell the witches hold to free all of the condemned souls. This witch's Sabbath, it may seem, would only come upon one's dream. But on one night of every year, the demon's horror shall appear, and spirits will fill all the sky to roam the place that they have died. The cemetery is a place that wise men leave with quickened pace. For once the spirits have appeared, the fate of man you will not hear. So raise your crosses, if through rain, and garlic every window pane. For when the witching hour is here, the fool is all who does not fear. So there's my little poem, The Halloween. And you might think to yourself, like, why, Josh, when you were that age, were you, like, writing all this dark stuff about, like, demons and horror? I think it's an artistic thing, really. Um, it's, it's, I mean, that's one big part of it. Not only is it thought provoking, but it makes you ask questions about, uh, uh, well, let me, yeah, it's, it's thought provoking and it makes you ask questions, but also it's just a big, like a, almost a jarring break from the mundane. The, all the creative artistry and energy. I mean, what, what are the time of the year? Do you have so many types of interesting things just being shoved out into people's yards? I mean, yes, don't get me wrong. I love Christmas. But I think people will get even more creative at Halloween. And also, Christmas puts a lot of pressure on people. <laughs> Going out and buying gifts and all this stuff. Halloween, you got some candy? You're good. Okay, I'm going to read you some more Halloween material when we come back. I'm Joshua P. Warren. You're listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Don't go anywhere. Are you looking for that certain someone who shares your interests in UFOs, ghosts, Bigfoot, conspiracy theories, and the paranormal? Well, look no further than ParanormalDate.com, the unique site for like-minded people. If you like the senior crowd, try ParanormalDate.com slash seniors to meet like-minded people that are 60 plus. It all depends on what you prefer. ParanormalDate.com is great for everyone. You can also tap into members that are 60 plus at ParanormalDate.com slash seniors. Enjoy your search and have some fun at ParanormalDate.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, the Apollo Jim murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with the Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut, and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. With age, women and men have issues with fine lines, wrinkles, under-eye bags, crepey skin on the neck, and aging on the hands. Dr. Nathan Newman has developed Luminess for amazing results treating these issues with his stem cell-based formula, APT200. Try Luminess today with our postage-paid starter kit for only $19.99, available exclusively at HealthyLooking.com. Join thousands of satisfied customers using Luminess. Learn more at HealthyLooking.com. Welcome back to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I'm your host, Joshua P. Warren, and this is the show where the unusual becomes usual. Hey, would you like to hear another poem I wrote? You might be asking yourself, why? Why is he just reading stuff that, that he wrote? Well, as the great unknown Henson would say, think about it. Think about it. 
If you don't know who Unknown Henson is, I listen to his music uh, every <laughs> every year at this time. He is a a vampire troubadour. Just look, just look up Unknown Henson if you've never heard of him, and just listen to some songs. He's not for everybody. Think about it. I used to interview him, and that was his. <laughs> It was. Just, I re, I am reading my own stuff because I don't have to get the rights from anybody. I don't have to get permission. You know, you can read maybe a a, a passage or an excerpt from somebody else here or there, but yeah, it's kind of a pain to have to go get permission to read all of somebody else's stuff. Plus, it it ain't that shabby, right? How about this one? This is one that uh, also from the very first book I ever wrote when I was. 14, I wrote this. It's called The Walk Down Stockburn Lane. And uh, even though it's not specifically a Halloween song, every Hallow uh, Halloween poem, uh, every Halloween, uh, I, I think about it because I was in sort of envisioning a guy in October when I wrote this. Right in front of left. Now left in front of right. My heart was pounding wildly as I walked the lane that night. I remembered all the stories as it drizzled in the rain. The stories of the hauntings as I walked down Stockburn Lane. The sky was dark and cloudy, not a single soul around, and the shadows they engulfed me as the blackness stretched to ground. My brow was wet and steamed, my throat extremely dry, and my adrenaline, as I recall, had reached an awful high. I dreaded all the spots that I would pass through dark and rain, the haunted spots along the walk, the walk down Stockburn Lane. It was then that I next saw it, the first sight there to see. Nestled shortly off the lane, you see, there stood the hangman's tree. A dark and dismal oak, amongst unshadowed care, saturated with the spirits of the criminals hung there. A lump of fear was in my throat, disabling my sigh. I quickly stepped up my pace and swiftly passed on by. A fraction of my fear was gone. I became a bit more sane, but dreaded spots were still to come, the spots on Stockburn Lane. Now as my walk proceeded, the rain was pouring hard, and up ahead I saw the next, it was the old graveyard. A powerful bolt of lightning struck in the distant land. "'Twas then I glimpsed the tombstones, and the hauntings were at hand. "'I heard a shrieking screaming, and in terror froze at that. "'But in the lightning's after-strikes I saw it was just a cat. "'I upped my paranoid pace, frozen with fear and rain, "'and I evermore bedreaded so, this walk down Stockburn Lane.' My walk, it seemed eternal, an everlasting hell. The cold and rain did weaken me, and once I almost fell. Lightning flashed and thunder cracked from far up in the sky. And finally, through tired run, I passed the graveyard by. Now, 
Up ahead lies one more spot of deadly rumored tale, just one more spot to overcome, to conquer live and well. Twas the scene of an accident that took place long ago. A stagecoach ran out of control and plunged the drop below. Now when the wreck was found, not one man was left undead, and their spirits still roam at the scene. Or so the legend said. I now arrived upon the scene, now lushly grown and black, and the place that lingered on me like a hot breath on my back. I tightly closed my eyes and pressed on in frightened hurt till I felt my feet leave cobblestone and run to rock and dirt. I opened up my eyes, surprisingly to find that in my fearful hurry I had left the lane behind. I sighed in great reliefment, my heart calmed to a pace. Finally I had passed it, that superstitious place. I continued homeward, therefore, with just drizzling left of rain to leave behind the haunted spots of the walk down Stockburn Lane. Hopefully that conjured up some interesting visuals for you. You know, one of the cool things about writing poetry is eh, everything doesn't have to be grammatically correct either. <laughs> if you noticed a couple little things in there. All right, one more poem. Just one more from my book, Joshua Warren's Gallery, Mystery and Suspense. And again, this is the first book I wrote, and uh, maybe I'll get it out there as an ebook here uh, one of these days. This is called Night of the Grim Reaper. And by the way, this book is not all just poems. It's There's only like a few poems in it. Heck, I probably have read all the poems to you, or at least I'm about to finish the last one. The rest are short stories. I was really inspired by the Twilight Zone and, uh, you know, Alfred Hitchcock Presents and uh, some of these stories that had twist endings and irony. I mean, I, I really enjoyed that, that kind of storytelling. And so that's what the stories are like in this book. But anyway, here's a, a short, short poem. Night of the Grim Reaper. Drenched with water, black as night, comes the day the reaper strikes, reaping with his reapsome grin to slash the lives of many men. When the moon comes up and sun goes down and darkness covers all the ground, tis then, my friend, the clouds move in and the reaper smiles his wicked grin. No one does know the reaper's wrath other than those who hear his laugh. He comes out some to swing his scythe and cut the threads which we call life. Once one has breathed their final breath, the reapers come and he has left to fade away upon the wind until he's called to come again. People ask me if there actually is more paranormal activity around Halloween time 
or if this is just a marketing gimmick, you know, is there is there really a thinning of the veil? Is there a a liminal type of entrance for for these spirits to pass? Or even for us to just, you know, pass into their realm, you know, can we pass back and forth? Is a portal open of some kind? And uh, I believe that there is more paranormal activity around Halloween. Uh, and and it, it, to a certain extent, it does depend possibly on what part of the world that you live in. Because let's just start with uh, the well, let's, let's just start with the weather. I mean, in, in many parts of the world where Halloween is a big thing, that's when it is starting to turn cold and and dark and dry and the humidity is is lowering and there's more of an electrostatic charge and of course we know that that seems to help paranormal activity along and not to mention the fact that one part of the earth our hemisphere is 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 moving away from the sun and and as 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 the earth is moving away from the sun uh, you know, that, that changes the amount of energy coming from the sun that can usually be disruptive to these subtle fields. I mean, a lot of this paranormal stuff is, it's very subtle stuff and it just gets bombarded and wiped out sometimes by these cosmic, or excuse me, these solar rays that are hitting us all the time, blasting us from the sun. So when you're leaning away from the sun, well, then you're getting less of that solar interference so that these subtle energy fields become more pronounced. And that, that alone may just account for the feeling that you get when it, when it's going to be Halloween time. But there is a one more factor, and I think it's a big one. I, this may be the biggest one of all. And I wonder if you're going to be able to figure out what it is. I'm, I'm going to wait until after the break. Uh, to tell you what I think the biggest factor of all may be. But also, this is a wonderful time in this last segment. And I'll, maybe I'll see if I can squeeze in one more creepy story. Uh, but this is a, this is a wonderful time for me to also bring up the Brown Mountain Lights. Because if you happen to live in the Western North Carolina area, or you're going to be there traveling, you should go there and, and look for the Brown Mountain Lights, and I'll tell you why. It, it almost applies to everything else I'm talking about here. This is one of the best times to see them coming up over the next month, I would say. I'm Joshua P. Warren. You're listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And I'll be right back. The loss of hair is definitely not something that gets better with age. In fact, at age 20, 20% of men and women show noticeable hair loss. By 60, that number is closer to two-thirds. With that in mind, Dr. Nathan Newman saw an opportunity. Easy-to-use Reveal is so much different than the tired old products on the market. Reveal uses stem cell technology and natural ingredients to revitalize the appearance of your hair for a fuller look. Here's more on Reveal with Dr. Newman. 
In the reveal skincare products, we were very conscious to use everything that is natural from our plant stem cells or from plant extracts that are not going to damage your hair or cause irritation. Because most of the products that we had, uh, phthalate, and a lot of alcohol, parabens, or things that we didn't really want to expose our health or our hair to, we were very conscious about keeping the reveal hair care system very natural. And even the preservatives that we use is a natural preservative from plants. You cannot find many products out there that give you all the benefits without all the problems. Join thousands of women and men enjoying fuller looking hair with Reveal. And only at HealthyLooking.com can you get Reveal with free smart delivery shipping. Just remember discount code George at checkout. Easy to use, award-winning Reveal can be yours in days by ordering now at HealthyLooking.com. That's HealthyLooking.com. Or by phone, toll free, 24-7, That's 800-604-3129. Reveal from HealthyLooking.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper. It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut, and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. 
Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back to the final segment of this special edition of Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I am your host, Joshua P. Warren, and here is possibly, possibly the number one reason that there is more paranormal activity around Halloween time. Did you get it? Let's see. It's because so many people want it. They, they're they asking for it. Their mind is open to it. And they're more aware. I mean, you, you only really know about what you are aware of, right? And it's that one time of year when everybody says it's okay. It's not weird. Let down your guard. We will accept this. Let's invite strangeness in. And those who always feel like they're, you know, like I did, I guess, they're looking for something different, something deeper, something more artistic. They take advantage of that, that open creativity. And they say, show me, do something. I want to see something spooky. I want to be freaked out. Just whatever. Give, Give it to me. And they're looking for it. That mindset means a lot. That's why I've always felt like that Halloween is sort of like uh, Christmas time in my business, right? Because I know, you know, right now the world has gotten so bizarre that uh, I, I don't have a slow day. All right. Every, every day I can't keep up with, I mean, I, my phone's ringing off the hook and I get so many messages now. I'm telling you, I really, I can't even read most of them that come in. I've tried and at this point I can't do it. But, um, I used to, like back in the day when I, when I was first getting started, I always knew even if I'm having a slow year, and I'm running out of money or whatever. I just knew oh, Halloween's on the way. Something will happen because Halloween would roll around and then boom, the media would start calling and books would sell and I'd have all these speaking engagements. And so, you know, it's kind of cool to have that. And, but the, the media now contacts me uh, more than ever. You know, they, they want to get my opinion on things. And I got a, I got an email the other day from a reporter. And he said that he wanted to schedule a phone call with me about the Brown Mountain Lights. And it's almost impossible to schedule a phone call with me. I, I just, you know, that's, I'll do my best to email with the reporter, but if a phone call is very hard. And I said, well, can you give me an idea of what you want to talk about? Maybe we can email. And so he writes back and he goes, well, I guess this is just it. What causes the Brown Mountain Lights? <laughs> that that was his question. And I'm talking about this mountain, of course, in western North Carolina. 
where these mysterious multicolored balls of light have been floating around for uh, centuries, really, as far as we know. And nobody can explain what they are. So I figured out, okay, I sat down. I go, what's the, what's the easiest way to answer this question? And here's what I, here's what I came up with is my answer. Are you ready? He says, what causes the brown mountain lights? And I wrote, the mountain behaves like a big capacitor that stores and then occasionally releases natural electrical plasmas similar to ball lightning. This is due to a rare combination of geologic and atmospheric features that produce the effect when a large variety of variables are right. Okay? Nice, sound, logical explanation shared by others based upon many, many years of research that my team and I did at that site using the scientific method. And you might hear that and say, oh, well, I guess that just means there's nothing spooky because maybe, you know, he was expecting me to come back and say, oh, this is the portal where the spirits come through. But you see, I didn't not say that because I believe that when the atmospheric conditions are right and the earth starts creating a lot of these electrostatic charges in certain places, this also produces a lot of bizarre environmental and even interdimensional activity as a side effect, as a byproduct, which can make it easier for ghosts, cryptids, UFOs, and things like that to be perceived. So what you have, in other words, are these places where the earth is naturally a conduit for this type of energy. And it really starts becoming pronounced and allowing you, however, to experience these paranormal things. And I think the best time to start looking for the Brown Mountain Lights is the fall, now, October, November. And if you want to know more about that and all my thoughts and theories, go to brownmountainlights.com. You've heard me talk a lot about it. And just you can download a free PDF there or you'll find a bunch of information about how to get there. It's in the Pisgah National Forest. It's a cool, free thing that anybody can access. Here's an email that I got from Brenda Kilpatrick Bates, who lives in Glenville, North Carolina. She said, my husband was killed when a tree fell on him. His back was turned, and I don't think he saw it coming. During the following months of grief, I had many dreams of him that mostly left me confused. One night, I dreamed of him and decided not to be upset, but instead confront him and ask him about his sudden death. In the dream, we were in a paneled room with books and chairs. I asked him about his death. He proceeded to sit down in one of the chairs, get up, move to another chair, and sit down. Then he said, It was like knowing you sat in that chair, but finding yourself in this chair. 
My question was answered. I don't think he felt a thing. So that shows you, doesn't it? Maybe that's what happens this time of year. That transition is... It's pronounced... Um, we, we, we think of death as being such a, a sad and scary thing, but maybe they're just slipping back and forth between here and somewhere else, right? Some people, of course, have scarier experiences, but I, you know, I didn't want this to be a real creepy Halloween show. This is just a more of a fun one. Even though I will slip this in, Tracy from Garden City, Michigan said, One night many years ago, I went to sleep, and a few hours later, I was awakened by the sound of gnashing of teeth and growling of what I thought was a very angry dog. I could feel its claws scratching into my chest. I immediately started flailing at it to get it off of me, and then jumped out of bed and ran to my parents' room. I knocked on their door. My mother opened it, and I told her what had just happened. We went into my room. She looked around, including under my bed, and proceeded to tell me it was just a bad dream. I pulled up my pajama top and showed my mom my chest, and I asked her, Do bad dreams do this? My chest was covered with red claw marks. Do you think... That when you're in that dream state, you can open yourself up to the other side a little bit more? I do. I do. You can have those interactions. And maybe that happens all the time when you're in the dream state. But when you are in the Halloween season, it's like we're all working together to enhance a collective Dream state. Think about it. I hope you've enjoyed this selection of <laughs> the selection of tales, poems, and content I picked out for this fun and spooky Halloween edition of the show. But you know what? Now, hey, take a deep breath. Stay positive. All right. Don't get too freaked out. Don't get too scared. Don't get too worried. That's really the thing. Have fun with this. And that's why I'm going to play for you the good fortune tone. It's going to help you get through this creepy time. Close your eyes if you can and meditate on the sound that has changed so many people's lives. Here we go. That's it for this edition of the show. Follow me on Twitter at Joshua P. Warren. Plus, visit JoshuaPWarren.com to sign up for my free e-newsletter to receive a free instant gift and check out the cool stuff in the Curiosity Shop all at JoshuaPWarren.com. 
I have a fun one lined up for you next time, I promise. So please tell all your friends to subscribe to this show and to always remember the golden rule. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your interest and support. Thank you for staying curious. And I will talk to you again soon. You've been listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Well, if you like this episode of Strange Things, wait till you hear the next one. Thank you for listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network.